This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Mazakazu T, Matt N, and Monica M. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thank you for joining us on the 100th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. It's a, our 100th episode, One, my love. Zero, zero. Happy it's 100th. It's our centennial. It's our centennial. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> We are doing a special drawing for you guys to celebrate our 100th episode. This is going to be like a regular October episode uh, that follows suit with the rest of our October October episodes we've done so far, except we're going to do a fancy drawing at the end, talk about some of our listeners' favorite Final Girls memories, and one of you, one of you lucky, lucky listeners will win a free Final Girls hoodie straight from the Final Girls merch shop. If you, for some reason, don't win... You know, you're one of the people that don't win, which will be most of you, um, and you want a hoodie, uh, you can find our store on threadless.com and then search for Final Girls Horrorcast and there you'll find our store uh, just temporarily until we get our website back up. Um, but yeah, on with the show. Happy October. On our special October series this year, we're covering some films that go along with traditional Halloween costumes. So at the end of each episode, we'll draw two costume selections from a hat and pick some films that we think correspond with those costumes. Last week, we selected Skeletons and Gypsy. So today we'll be discussing 1959's House on Haunted Hill and Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. House on Haunted Hill is currently available on Prime Video and Tubby TV. Drag Me to Hell is now on HBO Go and HBO Now. Be sure to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Yeah. Yeah. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Pet Cemetery. Yes. April 15th release date. It's directed by Kevin Kolsch. Kevin Kolsch. Is it Kolsch? It's Kolsch. Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Windmeyer, who we might remember from Starry Eyes, an old but favorite episode of ours. And it's written by David... Oh, God, girl, help me. Oh, God. Um, Kajganish. Nailed it. Thanks. Um, And Jeff Buhler. um, David... David K. Wrote The Invasion and The New Suspiria. And Jeff Butler uh, wrote The Midnight Meat Train and Jacob's Ladder. Classic. I love Jacob's Ladder. Ladder. Um, The the IMDb summary for this film is Lewis Creed, his wife Rachel, and their two children, Gage and Ellie, move to a rural home where they are welcomed and 
lightened about the eerie pet cemetery located near their home. After the tragedy of their cat being killed by a truck, Lewis resorts to burying it in the mysterious pet cemetery, which is definitely not as it seems, as it proves to the creeds that sometimes dead is better. I think that summary is unnecessarily long, but yeah, okay. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, I don't know that we need the name of all of our characters in a summary. Nah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am so excited about I'm this. Stoked I, for this. I I enjoy the directors very much. I've been looking forward to their next project for a long time. Um, these writers are have done good things, and I'm hoping the new Suspiria is as good as it looks. Um, I'm stoked. No, it looks like Kevin and Dennis totally nailed it. Um, yeah. I I just I have no words except for I'm very excited. I am very excited. Um, uh, John Lithgow is the perfect choice for this role. Like, I Agree. am very excited about it. Although I do need to mention that I was a little bit sad that he didn't have an accent. <laughs> really was hoping for the accent. And then, you know, I got like a really big flashback to the original. And I was like, ah, oh, that accent is so insane that not having it almost feels wrong. But um, this is supposed to be more true to the novel, uh, which I haven't read. Have you read the Pet Cemetery? I novel? haven't. Obviously by Stephen King. Well, our listeners will know that. Um, I haven't either. Maybe I will read that before april in order to prepare same actually um no this looks really really great and like the cast is super awesome stellar jason clark uh i don't know if you ever saw everest or zero dark 30 but he's like solid he's super good um everybody ever this who's playing rachel do you know she um, looks so familiar, but I think she dyed her hair, and so now I can't place her. I don't remember her name, but I think she was in Alien Covenant. Okay. Um, and she, I believe, was on Stranger Things. Amy Simons. No idea. I don't know what I know her from. She looks very familiar, though. Oh, she is from Strange- Stranger Things. That's probably it. And Alien, you're right. But I don't, I don't know. She looks very, oh, the killing. That's gotta be it. Oh. And the sacrament. She was in the sacrament. Okay, yeah. So we've definitely seen her a lot. We've definitely seen her. Yeah, I can't quite place her previously, but it seems like I've seen her in quite a few things. Um, I don't know. Looks great. I'm excited. Um, I've, I've heard rumors that the... Zelda character is going to be extraordinarily terrifying, um, which, let's be honest, was the scariest part of the original, at least in my opinion. I remember this was one of the first horror movies I ever watched was the original Pet Cemetery, and that the Zelda scenes freaked me the fuck out. I agree with you. God. Completely terrifying. I mean, rewatching them, they're not that bad, but they are still, they're like I nightmare. I have, like, I've haven't seen the whole thing front to back since I was little. The acting in the original film is so campy and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm totally okay with it. I don't know why it's, it's very over the top, but I feel like it's on purpose. 
Um, but maybe it's not. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. It's just more fun than annoying. But this looks more true, more realistic, less uh, cartoony almost, you know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm excited. I'm ready. Let's I'm do so it. I'm so ready. This is really yeah. exciting. Um, okay. One thing. I think you said the release date was April 15th at the beginning. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It... It's April 5th. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. I just didn't know which one. Which no, I, my birthday's the 14th. So that's probably <laughs> like just like a thing that I said. Excellent. Out of habit. Oh, Even better. It's gosh. sooner. Okay. April 5th. <laughs> <laughs> it's a subliminal message. Okay. Are we ready to, to jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. What are we doing first, girl? All right. We chose Skeleton. And so we picked The House on Haunted Hill from 1959. Because obviously directed- Skeleton equals ghost. But there, okay. Sorry. I have something to say about that. And okay, I sorry. will in just a I moment. interrupted you. Continue. You're good. Um, okay. So this is directed by William Castle, uh, who did The Tingler and 13 Ghosts as well as Rosemary Horvath, but she was uncredited. Um, of course. Of course she was in 1959. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and it was written by Rob White, who also did The Tingler and 13 Ghosts. The IMDb summary is, a millionaire offers $10,000 to five people who agree to be locked in a large, spooky, rented house overnight with him and his wife. I love how they call it. A large, spooky, rented house Ah, instead of a haunted mansion. They could have just wrote haunted mansion. It is a rented house. It's humongous. It's the biggest thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) It's ridiculously huge. Question. Does the interior of this home match the exterior of this home? No. Zero. Not at all. Not even a little bit. (laughs) The outside looks like modern almost yeah i was watching like it literally it's super modern it was crazy because you watched the black and white version right i did unfortunately no i watched the color version and i kind of wish that i would have watched it in black and white instead interesting um especially in the exterior scenes um it doesn't look like they did the background at all so it just Mm. looks like these weird colored people that have been like transposed (laughs) onto like this background like it's very interesting and strange because it like literally looks like these like little outlines of these people. That, like, <laughs> that does little... sound funny. Yeah. Um, but this movie is so fun. Okay. So this is a the, definitely the oldest movie we've ever covered on the show. Is it really? It yeah. 100% is. I can't think of any movie pre-1970 we did ever. I can't think of one. No, you're right. I can't either. We've mostly done 80s to now. Uh, I don't. I think we've done a few 70s films. Like I know we did like a Cronenberg film and maybe a couple others, like late 70s films. But like honestly, nothing p- before that. So this is definitely the first uh, actual black and white film because it had to be black and white. You know what I mean? We yeah. might have done other black and white films, but they were just like new agey black and white films. Totally. Um, I. I have a special place in my heart for this movie, but rewatching it, the end is so insanely ridiculous. <laughs> it just stops at the end. <laughs> it doesn't make it any sense. It literally is like, oh, I brought you here to this haunted house, but just kidding. Ghosts 
everything that you think was haunted about it isn't real. They were just trying to kill me, so I killed them. And but then all of a and then all of a sudden, ghosts it, or not? I don't I, understand. <laughs> I mean, that's it's who knows because <laughs> there was nothing. I, I don't know. Like I'm just saying, uh, Nora. No, what was her name? The oh, not the wife, but the other. I don't know. Catching names in this movie weren't was not easy. I just for they me. said Nora like eighteen thousand yeah, times. Yeah, Nora. You're right. Like so, Nora like, was the main woman. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm looking it up real fast because I don't want to like. No, you're right. It's confused. Nora. I, Nora. Was Nora the wife, though, or no. was it the other chick? No, it was the other chick. Okay. So she, uh, like, how, what, what, the, what's the extent that they would have to go through to make her see Vincent Price's dead wife outside of the window with this, like, <laughs> fucking rope creeping towards her and she's like not moving she just keeps her and I was like looking at it the whole time like why is she not moving her like feet why is she letting this creepy rope wrap her feet up and then she's just like screaming at it every once in a while but then you're like oh but then you find out that they're not she's not dead she didn't actually hang herself so like how what is that so she's just like floating. What is that? She's, she's magic. I don't know. I don't know how she's, she's floating. The, the, ex, the explanation really makes no sense. Like this movie would not fly to, in today. Mm-mm. Today at any way, no. in any way, shape or form. No. But I will say the best and still effective scares are the creepy old lady. Oh, the blind wait, the blind woman? 100% still freaks me out. I love it. I love all of that. I want more of that. I wish mm-hmm. the whole movie was just scenes with that creepy lady popping up and then like being pulled on a dolly outside out of the room. That was amazing. And I was like, whoa. That was kind of one of the parts where I was like, that would be better in black and white, I feel like. <laughs> oh, it was. it's super good in black and white. Maybe I am glad I watched it in yeah. black and white. In color, I was like, this is a little cheesy. And then you like find out she's not really a ghost. And you're like, she, okay. How is she floating? She floats. She did. She literally, she literally was floats not. And she disappears. <laughs> it's because she's blind. <laughs> when you're blind, you can just float can just and disappear. disappear. Yeah. You don't bump into things. She no. didn't have like a, a cane or a That's seeing an extra eye dog. sense that you get automatically. Duh. It, just, it doesn't like nothing really makes sense here. Like it, it definitely has some creepy moments, which I really appreciate that still work. Uh, there's a lot though that doesn't work. Uh, it's fun for an old movie. Um, especially knowing some of the background behind it. I love that. Um, I love that Alfred Hitchcock saw this and this is what made him want to make psycho. Like that's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, And I love the the very beginning of the film where it's just black screen and a woman screaming. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's terrifying. And the floaty heads. And the floaty heads. There's there's some good stuff here. There's some really fun elements here. And this was before horror was what it became in the 60s. You know, like, it's a... it's fun. It's fun. But it's, yeah, it is a little rough around the edges. And the story doesn't actually make sense. Um, None whatsoever. Tr- but it, who, I don't know. Vincent Price, who cares? <laughs> yeah. So the reason we chose this for skeleton is because there is a very good skeleton scene 
And there's not that many films with good skeleton scenes, in my opinion. There is a few. Um, Army of Darkness was not streaming, which was my first choice, obviously. Um, there's a couple others. Um, I forget what the other one is that uh, people kept bringing up. Again, wasn't streaming. Any of the ones you're thinking of, they weren't streaming. Um, so this one kind of stuck out to me uh, as one I remember watching uh, as a younger person and enjoying. Um but and hey, the skeleton is credited as himself, so <laughs> is he really legit? Yeah, I was like watching the the credit the end credits, and it was like skeleton dot 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 himself. And I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? It's like a really cool skeleton chasing you scene, and I love so how good. He, she's being chased by the skeleton, but not really, and she's just standing next to this vat of acid yeah. screaming while the skeleton slowly moves towards her. And, like, obviously, um, it's controlled by Vincent Price, like, yeah. that we find out later, so it's yeah. got no force, so it no. really didn't push her. No. It really just grazed against her. She fell into the vat of acid. Really on her own. Really on her own. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, uh, you know, the women in this film are, oh, man, it's tough to watch some of it. It's just like, she's hysterical. <laughs> she's a woman. I think it's hysteria. If they said hysteria one more time in this movie, I was like. And they're like, well, she's going to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> We've scared her to death. She'll shoot anything. Yeah, because the whole movie, I'm like, why is this woman the only one seeing anything? Why are they only scaring her? And if the whole plan is to only scare her, why do you need this many other people? Like, maybe a couple other people, but like... Well, the one, the other woman um, kept getting blood dripped on her randomly. So that was a thing. Also... Doesn't make sense though. No, that makes a, no sense. But I'm just if, you if know. you're renting this house, you're just gonna put blood on the ceiling. So but it like, randomly yeah. drips on just this one person. How come it didn't drip on anyone else? You know, she was chosen. Really, the but really the only people being scared were the women. Yeah, and the there was one man, and he got what punched by a ghost. Yeah, it's just very interesting choices here uh definitely i don't know because no one believes women i guess it's like let's scare the crap out of the women call them hysterical and then get one of them to do murder for me <laughs> right i mean that's basically the plot of the film <laughs> do murder basically, for me do murder thank you do me a favor oh i'm gonna God. scare the crap out of you so no one believes you i'm only gonna scare the women because it's pointless to scare the men they know everyone believes them so we don't want that we'll only scare the women and then no one will believe them and then they'll get so scared that and we'll give them guns for some reason and then i don't know it doesn't really make sense we also have i just the, laughed you the skeleton has his own imdb page i love it is he in other movies? It's the best thing that's ever happened. Uh, Jason and the Argonauts himself, oh, uncredited. Oh, yeah. That's the other film. Yeah. That's the other film I was trying to think of with the skeletons. Um, <laughs> well, it was the same guy. <laughs> it was the same skeleton? <laughs> yeah. I think there were a bunch of skeletons in that movie, but he must have also been. He was that one. <laughs> he was also in that one. <laughs> um, I don't know. This movie is 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 hard harder to watch th 
you know, currently. But it's it's still fun. There's fun moments. I almost, I know oh, that we goodness. picked this one, but I almost watched the new one. There's no skeleton in that one. No, there isn't. No. But it's enjoyable. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I really like the new one. I used to love the the remake. Same. Chris it's Kattan. Not, yeah. Bridget like, Wilson. Re- have you rewatched that one recently? Kate Diggs. I haven't. Okay. But I would. Is it streaming? Yeah. Um, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> I rewatched it, I think, last year. And I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> I love that Jeffrey Rush plays Stephen Price. Yeah. It's great. I don't know. I'm 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 glad we watched it. It was good to watch. Um if you haven't seen it, I definitely it's worth a it's worth a check out. Isn't it like Elvira's class- favorite movie or something? It is. It's Elvira's favorite movie. Um, That's reason enough for me. There is I when they first uh put this film in the theaters, they had a skeleton rise. Oh. Up a lighted plastic skeleton on a wire from a black box next to the screen and then they would have it like swoop over the audience that's amazing <laughs> and uh they stopped doing it i guess because there were boys that would get into the theater and bring slingshots and like try to <laughs> try to hit the <laughs> skeleton poor guy <laughs> poor guy that sounds dangerous that could like hit other people in the yeah theater. they anyway, don't care um i mean it's just it's it's I mean, it is what it is. But if you like old movies, I think this is a fun older movie. Um, some of this, I mean, it's 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 pretty fast moving too, and it's only an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, it's a it's a quick watch. No, it is, and it's like it's. I mean, what I appreciate about it is for the it, like a lot of it's just kind of like the setup, and then like everything happens really fast at the end, and then it's over, yeah. and then that's it. But there are scares pretty quickly, uh, quote unquote scares. And yeah. I really like I do really want to push home like the beginning, like the very beginning of this film is really great. And I mean, I couldn't imagine being in a theater in 1959 and having that black screen and then just those screams. I mean, I'm sure that was pretty fucking tense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because even I had a moment like, whoa, that's a good scream. I, that's that what Nora, I thought, too. Oh, she, yeah, Nora, she, she, she's got some pipes. She does. Those are some good screams coming out of that lady. She's got them. She was She's, cast for a reason. She was. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, do I have anything else to say? I mean, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that was. I was like, oh, no. But then I have to be like, all right, it was 1959. Let it go, Amy. I, yeah, I really let everything go. <laughs> I just like sat back and I was like, this movie is excellent. There is a point. Where Vince's, Vincent Price says, what husband hasn't wanted to kill his wife? That made me uh, go, oh. And I looked at Tony. I was like, have you ever wanted to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no. And I was like, okay. I mean, Vincent Price just said. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad that my husband said he didn't want to kill me. I'm hoping that's true. And uh, hopefully that's not true for any of you husbands out there. Yeah. Don't go killing wives. Don't mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> Let them be. All it's right. Our 100th episode, uh, <laughs> Words of Wisdom. <laughs> Don't go killing your wife. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the main event here. Oh, I got to stretch out my leg. I'm an old lady. I'm cracking. <laughs> You're I'm a cracking? I'm a cracking. Uh, okay. Uh, 
our next film we're talking about is Drag Me to Hell from 2009. It's directed by Sam Raimi uh, and written by Sam Raimi and Ivan Raimi. Um, I mean, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Spider-Man, you know. Sam Raimi. Parker, the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, that too. That was an Ivy penis, Ra- uh, Ivan Raimi. Pe- penis pa- Parker? Like, yeah. like, like Peter Parker? But Penis like Parker, Ford, maybe the movie. I'm guessing. I don't know. Ivan Raimi wrote it, and I couldn't not include it. I mean, how dare you write that and not do the research, Miss Carly? I mean, all right, I'll do it right now. Our, we are the peen cast, and our That's listeners true. demand further information. So Penis while I finish Parker. this IMDb summary, please look Ooh, that is up. Is it not out yet? It's 2018. Penis so Parker weird. is coming out this year. <laughs> Let's see. Penis Parker. It has an 8.7 out of 10 on. Uh, an hour and three minutes. Unrated. It's slated as an action movie. It doesn't have a plot. It just has a weird picture of Toby Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. What is this even? I just sent it to you. Penis Parker. That's the name of the song. I like it. Wondering. I made it up. There's more to it, but I don't want to take up the whole show singing. Oh, my God. Okay. Budget $2,500 estimated. Twenty five. are you? Uh, what is this picture, Carly? That's what are I'm you saying. S- are you sending me porn? Duh. What is this? Tobey Maguire porn. Okay, so there's a picture of Tobey Maguire with his eyes closed. Yeah. I've, and I'm then like, there's a picture of him. What is he, eating a hot dog? I thought it was like an, the bottom of an ice cream cone or something. I have no idea. It looks like a hot dog to me. Oh, yeah. Um, you're, you're right. It does now that I've enlarged I, it. Hey. I, <laughs> <laughs> you enlarged the hot dog? Yeah. So what you're telling me is Ivan Raimi spent $2,500 making a film called Penis Parker, but, but it really just we don't have these a plot. Two picture. It came out on March 9th. Uh, uh, There's no... Okay, it came in on March 9th on the internet. So I guess we could watch it. Maybe we'll do an episode on Penis Parker. All right, can we move on now? Yes, it needed to be discussed. Proceed. (laughs) Enough about Penis Parker. We're talking about Drag Me to Hell. And (laughs) the IMDb summary for this film is a lone officer who evicts an old woman from her home finds herself the recipient of a supernatural curse. Desperate, she turns she turns to a seer to try and save her soul while evil forces work to push her to a breaking point. So last week, uh, I had mentioned that we did put the uh, the costume gypsy in our hat with this film in mind. Um, but I will say that uh, that's the last time I'll use the word gypsy. Um, just then, that one. Just then, that one, yes. Um, we recognize that that is not a PC term and that it is offensive. Um, the Romani people are... Um, facing issues around the world and have been for a long time and um that term is offensive and puts images in your brain about a people that just simply isn't true um i that part of this film is troublesome um but we're going to just talk about the film as a whole we will make fun of some of the cultural things because there is an insane amount of cultural mishmash here that makes no sense um 
which kind of makes it, I don't want to say okay, but like they're so, they, they call upon so many different cultures and like aren't specific at all about anything. Um, but we all know that that was what they were going for. I will also say Sam Raimi, when, when did he write this? In like the 80s, I think. Yeah, he um, wrote it right after they finished Army of Darkness. Oh, in the early 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, not to excuse it, this was written a long time ago and they definitely could have updated it. Um, but... I mean, it is what it is. I'm just calling attention to it so that people don't think I'm being insensitive. Um, but I, you know, it's it's a movie podcast. I don't want to get too into it, but just wanted to mention that. Anything you want to add before we move on? Here, here. Okay. I just didn't want to, like, ignore it because it is shitty and offensive and I don't want to say it over and over again. But I mean, it is a costume that everyone wore. I didn't ever, but, like, a lot of people did. And I used to wear, like, I mean... Cultural, cultural costumes were like not a thing people shied away from back in the day. I mean, I had like yeah. a Native American woman costume I used to wear all the time. It's like, Same. Oh, it's like weird uh, to do it now. Okay. Anyway, um, this film, is, I've seen it a couple times. I do own it. So I watched the unrated director's cut. So some of my comments might not match yours based on some of the things I saw that you didn't see. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. There's just a couple scenes that were a little bit held a little longer on some of the gross, grotesque things than it does in the regular film. Cool. I watched yeah. the HBO version, but I've there seen this go. movie many times. Yeah, I've, I'm sure I've seen the unrated version as well. I've seen this, I, I want to say two or three other times. I think I bought it like last year or something and watched I saw it, it like I in theaters. I definitely watched it last year while carving pumpkins. It's I really like movie. this movie. It's super fun and it's gross. But like, I don't know. It's just, it feels ridiculous to me. And so like anything with the talking goat, I'm in usually. So... There's a lot of, it's really funny. I watched the special feature on my DVD too, uh, which kind of went into some of the practical effects that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's quite a few practical effects here, um, which I think is great. But then there's also these like CGI elements that are so CGI, like so over the top Some CGI. of the goo. The goo. Is yes. weirdly CGI. And I'm like, couldn't you just have like gone for it? Well, there. I mean, there's an interesting thing. Okay, so her nosebleed scene is a practical effect yeah the scene where the where she's dreaming and the old woman vomits maggots and slugs and whatever else all over her with her open mouth yeah that's really what happened i would have thrown up but for some reason vomiting they couldn't figure that out yeah that could have been like really like goopy jello and it would have been awesome i really think if they stuck with only practical effects for the most part it would have been fine like there was definitely some green screen stuff with the seance scene and um but the handkerchief there's the handkerchief was the worst right yeah i mean i just wish they only stuck with practical effects because the practical effects are so much fun uh the cgi kind of takes me out of it same they go i mean they go along with how campy the movie is and it right it feels right and it makes sense. And I feel like with the extent that they went to for the practical effects, they could have done the same thing for like you, like the weird vomit or like 
like a lot of the weird mouth stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think the main the main I think the main issue was the handkerchief. Um, yeah, the handkerchief which, was really weird which and cheesy. I don't even think was necessary. Like I didn't. I think you could probably make a handkerchief fly through the air in practical effects without it looking like that. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Um, there was the w- the weird gooey vomit scene that was unnecessary. But I think the other the other CGI, like the demon thing, was fine. Uh, the scene where the people get dragged to hell, those are those look fine, uh, and those are those are computer generated. Um, I mean, they stand out by today's standards, but I think in 2007, 2009, they probably were fairly good. And it worked. It does. It works. Um, for some reason, it bothers me, but it doesn't ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still fine with it. Yeah. Um, it's just a really fun movie. It is a little, um, it's teetering a little bit for me with the sweet, nice blonde girl and the, you know, Eastern European evil people. I I, I don't really love that well, aspect of Ellen it. Ellen Page was actually supposed to play Christine. Yeah. But she dropped out to play Whippet. So, we, I mean, we still have, like, a nice white girl, but she was at least brunette. It <laughs> <laughs> makes it so much better. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, it's still, it, I mean, it is what it is. But, like, I don't understand. I mean, they're supposed to be Romani. They reference them as gypsies, like, I think once in the film. Where Aren't it's they Hungarian? Somewhere. They are Hungarian. Um, the Romani people are actually live all over the world so they could be from several different countries uh they originated i think in uh part of india um but but have you know been all over the uh world again i'm not the expert but i believe that's what i read um so uh yeah it's strange that mrs ganoush is speaking hungarian Mm-hmm. Um, but at her funeral, her family members are speaking Russian. And then we also have like our main seer dude who is obviously Indian. Yeah. And then we have the other seer woman who is speaking Spanish. Right. So like, I, I just, there's a lot of different, like. She speaks Latin too, doesn't she? She speaks Latin and her, her name sounds Indian. Or Hindu or something don't quite I mean it's just a lot of different cultures being thrown in here and like it's just it's a weird thing to be like all these magical people are from faraway lands you right. know what I mean it's it, it, the fact that the film is so campy kind of lends itself to being this stupid yeah <laughs> to, for lack of a better term i mean really it's kind of irresponsible to do this uh but because the film is kind of campy it works if this was trying to be super serious it would it would f- it would piss me off you know what i mean totally no and I, I mean i thought that was really interesting even when i was watching it and not thinking about all of that but like mm-hmm. uh mrs ganosh is obviously like super hungarian and then like what you were saying you go to uh the funeral and mm-hmm. like the woman that answers the door is very i mean to me i feel like she's very clearly russian yeah and and they're speaking russian right in the funeral like you can hear like even in my subtitles it said speaks russian oh, it's interesting like, um 
So I feel like they're just like, eh, they're from faraway magical lands. You know, <laughs> you don't need to worry about it. That's why they're magical is because they're not from here. Um, which is I a could very, be magical too, Sam Raimi. It's just like a very old school way of thinking. It's like, it totally you is. know, insulting. I mean, every culture has their own version of curses. This could literally be anything. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. in this movie could be American. It doesn't need to be like this. Um but it's it is what it is, and it the film is campy again. So I I kind of like let it go, but I'm also not one of the people who are being I don't know depicted that way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. white privilege is showing, I guess. Uh, but moving on from that again, I I I do find the film enjoyable if I can put all that crap aside, uh, it does keep popping up in my head and I just keep pushing it down, honestly. Um, I I think the acting is really good in this. It's fun. Um, we have Justin Long, who is... I, I, I don't find his character very charming. Um, but I feel like he is a realistic character. Yeah. I liked how he is fighting with himself and you can see it on his face. You know, like when he's talking to his mom and his mom's trying to get him away from her. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's crazy. Don't go to her. And you can see him consider not going to her, you know, like. But he does. He goes to her and he tries to help her and he even pays for her to have this seance. I love that he doesn't understand it. But he knows that she believes in it. And so he just wants to do everything that he can to like help. Yeah, because he could have very easily been like a lot of dudes in a lot of other movies where he doesn't believe the woman. He thinks she's crazy. And I mean, yeah. he does at some points think she's crazy. But he's but still he, supportive. And he I think he believes that she's seeing the things she's seeing. Right. I just think that he thinks it's something different than what it actually is. I mean, yeah. Like I don't, PTSD or, or no, I don't. I don't <laughs> at know. all blame him. I think that um, I think that he actually handles it pretty well for the most part. I, I agree, and I think that. Um, do you remember the actress's name that plays Christine? Allison Lohman. Yes, she's fantastic. She's in this. so great. I love her. She really does kill it, and she does all almost all of her own stunts. She is getting thrown around that bedroom. She had those. Uh, maggots vomited into her mouth, by the way. Um, It's crazy. That dream sequence, they had a puppet of the woman um, on top of her. Mm -hmm. And they had a tube that went into her head and they pumped all these bugs and maggots into it and then had a plunger where they just kind of shot it into her face. And I think they they shot it a couple times. They shot it a couple times, and then Sam Raimi was like, okay, now you have to be screaming. Now keep your mouth open. And, uh, yeah. I mean, they show, they, they sh- in the special features, they showed the scene where they shot it in her mouth, and sh- her mouth was open, and, like, the after of her just, like, spitting it out and, like, freaking out. Um, but, I mean, I have, like, uber respect for her running all of these special effects. Like, that nosebleed thing, that was all her, and... 
I, she she she's fucking a great went actress. For it. I like she's she was in um, Big Fish and she was in White yes. Oleander and that yes. Nick Cage movie. I think Matchstick Men. Yeah, I love White Oleander. She's great. That's Me too. One. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like I should read that book. Oh, I bet it's really good. I think it's probably very good. Um, very sad. sad. Yeah, very sad. Um. I think that the woman who played Mrs. Ganoush fucking killed it. Oh, uh, she was yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. um, listening Girl, to like, her being interviewed was hilarious because she's like, this is nothing I ever th- thought of doing ever before. <laughs> she's like, I read, a, you know, a couple scenes. But then when I actually read the entire script, I was like, oh, shit, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, that's so um, funny. But she's like, I'm so glad I did it because this is so much fun. Like, she really enjoyed being this, like, scary. And she is scary. Oh, she's, she's terrifying. terrifying. And, like, especially when she's, like, full-on freaky. They um, And th- she's like, they didn't put any prosthetics on her. They just, like, you know, made her wrinkles a little deeper and, and like, put a lot of makeup on her. But, like, that's her face, you know? That's her face under there. Some contacts and some nails. Oh, my God, those nails. Oh. Those nails, the dentures. Oh, the dentures. The gnawing on her face without the Oh, with the, the gums? The gumming is oh, so gross. Oh, my God. The staple in the eye. That whole car scene it's is amazing. amazing. Yeah. And that's that car they made just for the film. And they called it the puzzle car because you could take, because of all the different, um, the quick oh, cuts. Yeah, yeah. And like all the close-ups. Um in order to get all those different shots that were required for the scenes, uh, they had to be able to take off different um, parts of the car. So you could take off, you know, the passenger side doors and part of the roof and in like 20 seconds. You know, like there, it was really easy to maneuver uh, how to look in this car. You know, you could take off the whole roof. You could take off part of the roof. You could take off you know, uh, doors, um, windshield, like they had ways to make it look how they needed to for each shot, um, which I thought was really creative. uh, And it's so effective because you really feel the like claustrophobic. Yeah. How it like close everything is. Yeah. Because a lot of times in, in interior car scenes, you're really just looking from one or two angles. This is so many different angles. So you really get that claustrophobic feeling. Um, no, it's so good. At first, I thought you were talking about the Mrs. Ganesh's car, which oh, is the car no. from the Evil Dead films. Yeah, that movie, that car is cool. It's so um, cool. It's really cool. Um, so I really appreciate the way this was shot. I I think it's really fun to watch. Um, I don't know. It's a good time. But yeah, there's there's like a lot of weird. There's like a, some Latin and some mm-hmm. Greek mythology and some, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of different cultural things being thrown in here that usually don't go together. It's just kind of like, oh, that's a thing in this culture. Okay, that can go in. Okay, that's a thing in this culture. All right, that can go in too. It's like, how many different cultural aspects can we add to this film? It's all, and uh, like the Lamia, which is what they're talking about the entire time is like yeah. from Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very all over, all over the, place. the place. It's really all over the fucking place. It's not at all researched. Uh, it's just kind of like, I think that's a thing. Let's make it a thing here. Um, which is the only reason why I can kind of like push it aside in my brain is because it's not 
I mean, there was no negative intent here. It was just like, let's just take a bunch of like weird cultural tropes and throw them in. Um, It's no, it's really now that like, yeah, because especially like doing the like little brief rundown of research for it, like the um, the people that they go visit, are they in California still? But like the Spanish woman and then like. Milo. Yeah, I think they're always the in end. California. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But then like he whatever he refers to her as, it's like Serbian. He like refers to her as like whatever the like the Serbian word for auntie is. It's like really oh. strange. It's really all over Seriously the place. Seriously all over the place. I wonder really if they did is. that on purpose because of literally how many how, like such a mishmash of things. I, I kind of wonder that myself. Because there's no um, way that you accidentally like have a check word <laughs> in your like. I think it's just more like I know that there was at least one scene where Mrs. Ganoush says like calls her a bitch. Yeah. In Hungarian. In Hungarian. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene like they show in behind the scenes where she's like, oh, I know the Hungarian word for bitch. Do you want me to call her that? So who knows if the whole plan was for her to be a Hungarian or if she just fucking like knew a Hungarian words and they're like, all right, now she's Hungarian. You know, like I don't think that they thought about these things. Like I don't think like people are like outraged that this film is misogynistic, which it absolutely is. Yeah. And people are outraged that this film uh, portrays cultural cultures in outrageous ways, which it absolutely does. But there was no negative intent here. It was really just we're taking tropes and we're fucking with it. Yeah. Um, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying I, there was no negative intent. Here. Right. It's it wasn't pretty meant obvious. to be offensive. It, it's pretty obvious that that's not the intent. And I think a lot of times when you have a campy film that's ridiculous, you can get away with more things than if you're having a serious film like this. Like if this was a 100% serious film with no comedic aspects, no campiness, I would be way more outraged, I think, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I do understand like... Yes, this film is misogynistic. How come when a woman is trying to be like the manager of this bank, she's portrayed as being this horrible person that has to go to hell, but men have no issues doing that? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. does it really bother me? I mean, I get pissed off at everything. This isn't even... <laughs> Like, that part doesn't really bother me Yeah, it doesn't bother me. (laughs) I still like this movie a lot. I mean, okay, yeah, if you want to read into it that way. Which, honestly, most of the time I do. But for some reason, campy movies can get away with this shit a lot easier, let's be honest. Yeah. Um... I think there's some good scares here. I love how the jump scares are super predictable. I don't know why, but I find that charming. Very old school. Very old school kind of jump scares. Yeah. Like... There's a curtain hanging in a garage. All right. Well, we all know what's going to happen when she pulls the curtain. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no way that's not going to be her. And like, there's even scenes where you can see um, the Lamy is next to her. And then like, suddenly she'll turn and there'll be a jump scare. But like, you knew it was coming. You saw it before it happened. So um, maybe it gets you the first time. It's not going to get you more than once, though. Um I think they're fun jump scares, though. Uh, I, I, I enjoy this one. I still have a fun time watching it. It's so fun. I will watch this movie many more times, I'm sure. I will probably also. I do own it, so. 
The special features, though, I do recommend it if you are able to find them. Um, I think they're called the production diaries. At least that's what they're called on the on the DVD. Um, worth watching. I think it was really interesting to see how they shot a lot of these things. I really liked the the guy dancing in the fire at the seance. Um, you know, he's <laughs> so good. It's so the good. Goat. The goat is ridiculous. I love that he's just chilling there. Like they, I, said, like, they oh. said that the goat was okay. So the goat was trained to look terrified, um, which is really fun to watch. Uh, how they trained him, like it's all positive reinforcement, just like you would train a dog, but they trained him look scared, which I thought was really interesting. That's so um, funny to me. He just looked like he was like, "All right, guys, what are we doing?" Well, I think when he was first coming in, he looked scared. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, um, "White Philip." They actually had to use the puppet for most of the scenes once he was in the room. Yes. Because this goat was the most lovable goat in the whole world and apparently was licking the characters. Oh, and what a good boy. Che- chewing on the scarves and and just putting his head on the table and looking back and forth as people while they carried dialogue. So he was, he was literally the complete opposite of Black Phillip. He was literally the complete opposite of Black Phillip. He was way uh, <laughs> he was more... He was a friendly guy. He was an impaling people. He was over-the-top friendly. Uh, they didn't want him to be so lovable, so they decided to step in with the puppet. For a lot of those scenes, uh, you aren't seeing the real goat. Um, I mean, obviously, when the goat is talking, it's fake, but, like, the other scenes, you can't really tell. I think they did a good job of of mixing that in. So cute. I love the goat. The goat is, the goat is adorable. All right, I did have some other things. Let me... Oh, Sam. Oh, I meant to mention Sam and Ivan are Hungarian. There we go. Uh, Which is why I guess they went with Hungarian, I guess. Okay. uh, So they probably knew the words for... What does she say when they're in the car? She says something like, you shall go with the devil or like... I don't know. Something like that. She says... Do, do, do. Shall the devil fly into you? Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. That's so poetic. There was a um, really interesting uh, sequence also in the diary before I move forward, uh, where, you know, at the very end when she's digging in the mud to get to uh, Mrs. Ganoush's grave, um there's like mud everywhere where mm-hmm. I, well, I guess the actress was very um, allergic to all the different mud substances they tried to use. So they had to import this fancy spa mud for her <laughs> because she kept breaking out into hives with all like the other fake muds they use. So they used like real mud, but it was like spa mud and it was very expensive. So they had to keep it... Um, moving the entire time or else it would settle and it would be like water on top and dirt on the bottom which they didn't want i get which is i guess which is why they wanted to use artificial mud so they had like like i don't know almost like a bubbler going at all times so like the mud was constantly being mixed with the water that's so funny oh allison loman you bougie bitch (laughs) (laughs) she's like oh i'm like it's like uh, you know detoxing while i'm acting But yeah, she was like saying she was breaking out into hives and it was really bad for the other scenes they were doing. So I can imagine. You had to. 
Get rid of it. Lucky girl. I yeah. guess after you get maggots vomited in your mouth. That's I true. A little spa mud is, is you good. You deserve guess, it. You know, like the most fanciest spa muds you can get. You deserve it, girl. Oh, man. She earned it. All she right. did. That benzonite clay. Anything else to say for this film? I'm good. Okay. I am good, too. Let's move on, then. I All guess... Right. Uh, at this point, we should announce our the, our giveaway. Woo! Do we want to choose the winner first, or do we want to read some of their responses first? We can read some of the responses first and then choose. Okay. So uh, let's go through. We asked you guys on social media what your favorite Final Girls memory was. If for some reason you feel like you're missing out on the fun check us out on social media we are at on twitter at final girls hc we are on instagram final girls horrorcast and facebook final girls horrorcast easy to find us on all of those places that's where we do these types of things if we do them so join us on there if you don't already all right uh you want to read the first one uh sure uh so we've got patrick who says that time Amy yelled at me because I said she should watch Assholes. Oh, my God. Did you watch it? No, I've never watched it. Me either. So whenever we... This wasn't even a Final Girls memory. It's an Amy memory. But whenever we do our Modern Horrors Awards at the end of the year, we have to watch like all the movies that are being nominated or can't, or else we can't vote in that category. And Patrick kept nominating assholes for these movies and assholes looks like an absolutely horrible film. I refuse to watch it. So I kept yelling at him. Damn it, Patrick, I'm not watching assholes. Still haven't watched it to this day. Fuck that movie. (laughs) He likes to nominate bad films just to make people watch it. Shame on him. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Black Cat. Oh, Black Cat. Favorite moment? Probably the one where they were both tipsy. Wait, that's most episodes. I suppose their enthusiasm for the peen, especially with Creep 2. Also, their arguments with the modern horrors dude. Well, mostly Amy argues. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Fair. (laughs) Oh, okay. So we've got Monica who says, episode 32, Final Girls versus Modern Horrors. Hey, Amy, talk now. The most, most awesome Amy moment. No, no, no. It's, hey, Amy, talk now. Oh, yeah. Because the guys kept <laughs> cutting me off. <laughs> I remember that. That was so funny. <laughs> she loves that. She's brought it up to me a couple times. Hey, Amy, talk now. I don't, I've never said that in my entire life. I must have been in a very rare mood that day. Now it lives um, on. Let's see. We got, oh, Armando says, as as if there was any doubt, the trail the trailer trash talk was my favorite memory so far. Uh, looking forward to more uh, runner up points for the Annabelle discussion with modern horrors. I'm trying to remember what trailer trash talk he was talking about. He had a picture. Uh, it was one of the more recent ones. I think it was the one where we were singing. Uh, maybe the one where we ta- where we did the musical. When was Anna Anna versus the Apocalypse? Oh. I think it was that one. Okay. Yep. Uh, Mikey H says, I have two personal favorites off the top of my head. First, being nicknamed Mikey H, which I love. Second was when Carly almost ruined the movie It for me by noting that he looked like he had hamster teeth. (laughs) It's so funny because like a couple people had mentioned that and that definitely like popped up on my memories because I screenshot one of it like like a tweet. (laughs) 
and it popped up on my memories recently and i was just like oh my god that's so funny <laughs> he does kind of have hamster teeth let's he not has lie. hamster teeth he does Good grief uh jenna b says way back when in episode 14 the heated discussion of jason takes manhattan <laughs> do these people know how lakes work or what lakes are <laughs> That was funny. Uh, also, the 80s were weird. I would never have corn pizza like in Chopping Mall. <laughs> Amen. That shit's gross. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still weird. Um, okay, Chad H says, favorite Final Girls horror cast moment is basically all the moments when you guys read terrible IMDb summaries. <laughs> yeah. Terribly read terrible IMDb summaries. Oh, they're so weird. Some oh, of them. Hard hard to read sometimes uh mia says hashtag distracted by nachos the best thing to come out of hell house llc too <laughs> cheers she's referring to the time uh last month where me carly and mia <laughs> no one else wanted to join us on patreon watched hell house llc too together and made fun of it we that were distracted was, by nachos that dude was distracted by nachos at every turn and then i was like me too bro yeah <laughs> give me those nachos nachos are distracting what you gonna do <laughs> okay casey says i want this hoodie real bad so my favorite memory from the podcast is anytime the girls mention peen or have gleeful discussions of male nudity in film eggplant emoji yeah there's a couple mentions of peen already <laughs> Tommy B says, uh, I mean, not to sound cheesy or whatever, but my favorite memory was finding you guys on Stitcher after being talked up by Tab. I'm thinking it was the Starry Eyes episode. And I was like, that's so sweet. He remembers what episode it was. And I just love it. And Tommy B was one of our first real listeners. And he had a special place in our heart for him. We love Tommy B. Remember, what was it like when our, like ask final girls was basically just tommy b asks final girls there was yeah there were a couple episodes where it was just tommy b asks the final girls (laughs) (laughs) love you love you oh it's my turn andy says meeting amy in person of course (laughs) it's not an episode moment but yeah we did meet it was a final girl moment Uh, yeah um okay Catlin says when you guys chose my request Coraline to discuss during listener request month and you loved it so much fun to listen to oh I can't wait to do another listener request that was we love our listener request month it's so fun to just kind of go with it it is all right Edward says my favorite ep uh, was the discussion about sleepaway camp the discussion does the movie justice I just love that movie that's so great to hear yeah That's one of our faves. It is great to hear because honestly, most of the time, if I love a movie and we do an episode on it, I hate the way the episode comes out. And Sleepaway is the rare uh, exception to the rule. Yeah. I think my least favorite episode that we've ever done is probably In the Mouth of Madness, which is one of my favorite films. So I remember you were like, we need to redo that. Oh my god, I was so upset, and P- and it had so many listens. Like it was one of our most listened to episodes, and I remember being just so upset about it for a really long time. I've I've gotten over it since, but uh, yeah, I don't. If I really love a movie, it's hard for me to talk about it in a way that's good. I think <laughs> it's I easier think to talk about me, movies. I'm always I hate. like, it's just great. It's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's it. There's only so many good things you can say about a movie a lot of times. Like, you know, shit talking Mm -hmm. a movie is more enjoyable to listen to, I think. (laughs) 
Uh, let's see. Fred B says, I believe my favorite moment has been Amy suffering at the hands of Escape from Tomorrow in episode 76. Again, his request from Listener Quest Month. Uh, her rage made for a fantastic episode. Thankfully, Catelyn's awesome suggestion of Coraline calmed her down and kept her from driving to Oklahoma to stab me. <laughs> so you think, Fred, <laughs> maybe I'm just plotting it out. She's on her way. <laughs> I'm coming. I didn't know you were in Oklahoma, and now I know. <laughs> Annette says, episode 56 for sure. A loving look at a seminal moment for a lot of horror fans of my generation, Ghost Watch, plus the interview with Stephen Volk. Brilliant episode. Oh, that was a good one. That Our was a good one. We Stephen love Stephen. It was such a good time. He yeah. was great. He was just a Agreed. joy to have. Every once in a while, we get like actual real people to come on our show. I don't know what they're thinking, but we're happy to have them. <laughs> It's All right, true. let's do it then. Let's pick our winner of our hoodie giveaway. Are you ready for the moment of truth? Yes. Give me a number and I will tell you who is corresponding to that number. Okay, so I am. All right, so I'm on random.org. I've got one as the minimum, 15 as the maximum, and I am generating. And the results, the winner is lucky number 13. Okay, so 13 is Edward. Edward! Congratulations, Congratulations, Edward. I don't know who... Uh, he is a fairly new uh, person on our group, I think. I will reach out to Edward uh, specifically to get his size and design and color that all he wants, and we will get that mailed out to him. Thank you, Edward, and thank you to everyone who participated. That was awesome. We'll do more of those. Yay. We did one before, but it was just Patreon peoples, which I think Elizabeth won. Uh, mm -hmm. So stoked, stoked to do another one. Congratulations, Edward. Woo -woo. I'm going to highlight it so I remember who won. Okay, let's see. Oh, we have another drawing we have to do for next week's episode, Miss Carly. Get those papers what going. What will we watch for next week? What will we watch for next week? Okay, I just drew Werewolf. Ooh. And the corresponding film for Werewolf is The Howling from 1981. Yes. That film is currently streaming on Shudder. I've been wanting to do The, the Howling for a while. That's Same. great. Okay, let's see. What is our next film? Oh, a good a good accompaniment here is Pumpkin. Ooh. So what film would we do for Pumpkin? I'm guessing Pumpkinhead. Yes, ma'am, which is currently streaming on Prime Video and Hulu. Two 80s films. You know that. I love them. So, so stoked. stoked to watch The Howling and Pumpkinhead for next week. Me too. Dang. All right. Is there anything else we need to discuss? I I do want to talk about American Horror Story a little bit because I have been watching it and it is really good. <laughs> I, I don't usually like American Horror Story. I haven't liked it since season three. I am all in on this season. I'm like watching it live. I'm so into it. That's impressive. I highly recommend you watch it. I so um, I'd say two or three episodes in, 
you finally get the season three aspect. So once the three season three aspect came in, I binge watched season three again to try to remember all the details of it, which is great and super helpful because it's it really ties into everything happening. And then oh, nice. I am now rewatching season one because that just started tying in a little more into the season. So I'm kind of simultaneously rewatching one, three, and three while I watch the newest season. And it's been super enjoyable so far because to me, to me, those are the best seasons. So rewatching Three's those Coven. is fun. Yes. Cool. I love that. It's one Coven too. and Murder House that are affected in this season. Nice, nice. Um, so if you aren't watching American Horror, Horror Story because you're like me and you got super jaded and was like, fuck it, um, I, I really urge you to watch it because I really think it's great, uh, especially if you liked season three. It has a lot of similar aspects. And, and from, from the very beginning, like the very first episode, I was in from like the moment it started. It, they've, they've done a great job of keeping up the energy you know how a lot of times it's like up and down and you're like, God, I don't yeah. give a shit. Um, yeah. I haven't had one of those moments yet. And I'm five episodes in now. I'm almost halfway through. They usually just do 12 episodes, right? So, yeah, I mean, five episodes in is the furthest I've gotten in since season three. So that's pretty exciting for me. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to check it out. Yeah, you haven't watched any of it yet, huh? I haven't. I have not. No. I'm also, what did I watch? I watched Mandy, which a lot of people are talking about. I still need to watch that. It's on my list. Eh. Yeah. I feel yeah, like that's what I'm going to feel it. about it, but I'm going to watch it. I, here's the thing. Everyone should watch it once. You know, everyone will probably want to watch it once. I, it's hard to get through. Drink some fucking coffee. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay it's fucking slow uh there are some parts worth watching the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous um that's really all i have to say about that um what else we have halloween coming out this weekend um so that's coming out soon on friday we have apostle oh like the second i'm done with work tomorrow i am watching apostle i cannot oh, hell wait yeah Hearing nothing but great things and mr dan stevens amen just so excited give me well, i'm gonna be huddling with my pillow my dan stevens pillow watching apostle oh my god it looks so gruesome and so good and i just love dan stevens and yes 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 all of it yes can't <laughs> wait tomorrow um i have a chance to get free tickets to go see suspiria through <gasps> i think it was beyond that but it? i don't know i'm gonna try I'm going to try my damnedest. Oh, my God. I'm a little sad if we don't watch it together, but okay. Well, maybe I mean, how could we I'll really? see when it is and you can come I up will and be, see me. I will be in your neck of the woods after it comes out, but I'm up there to see Goblin, not oh, new yeah. Suspiria. The might other be, Suspiria. Might be kind of like... Yeah, it might be kind of like shitty to like be like, okay, I'm going to watch Goblin and then go see New Suspiria. <laughs> it might be kind of weird. I might have some, I might just have some guilt issues <laughs> from that. Some like horror guilt <laughs> I'm issues. I'm sorry, Dario. I'm sorry. You're crying Dario. and drinking at the same time. <laughs> and loving it. And loving every second oh. of it. 
All right. I think that's really all I had to report. Anything that you wanted to report? Anything fun you've watched? Anything new you've watched? I haven't been watching a lot of new things. I feel like I've been taking advantage of my Halloween every day and watching things that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. Anything so, like, you want to mention? Anaconda, and it was fantastic. Oh, oh Anaconda? I did get to see Black okay. Christmas. Yeah. I did get to see Black Christmas uh, in 35, and that was awesome. Wow. I got awesome. to see it at the Egyptian. They were doing it at Beyond Fest, and it was like top notch. Nice. Um, but yeah, I guess Anaconda is my, la- my, my giggle one. It was fun. Yeah. That one is pretty ridiculous. It's so fun, though. Oh, stay tuned, I guess, for that eventually. <laughs> J-Lo, right. Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, Eric Stoltz. It's a gem mm, of a yeah. cast. Eric Stoltz, I forgot he was in that. John Voight. Uh, all right. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, I think. Same. Again, stay tuned next week when we cover The Howling, which is on Shudder, and Pumpkinhead, which is on Prime Video and Hulu. And until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.